I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Han Solo, Captain of the Millennium Fall. Somebody has to save our skins. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 6 of the MTAT podcast. Today we'll be talking about one of the most famous movies of all time. Episode 4, A New Hope. That's it, Matthew. Or Star Wars, originally. Originally, yeah, we'll get to the title as well. We can explain the stories behind the titles of the movies. So this was a movie you've been waiting to talk about for a long time. Yeah, well, if you remember, we already did episode one, Phantom Menace. uh, And a lot of people are probably going, what about episode two and three? We'll get to them eventually. But for now, we're doing the original trilogy. So I hope everyone's okay with that. So do you want to tell anyone who does not know what the plot of this movie is? The plot of this movie is there is a farm boy called Luke Skywalker and two droids have the plans of a battle station called the Death Star and they have the plans for the rebels to blow up the Death Star because Empire are evil and uh, uh, the message says help me Obi-Wan Kenobi you're my only hope so Luke thinks it's someone called Ben Kenobi who lives on his planet Tatooine, so he brings the droids there, and then they go to Mos Eisley to get a pilot, and then go to Alderaan before it gets blown up. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Some people might not know what Mos Eisley or Alderaan are. So there's a planet, there's Alderaan, and Mos Eisley is, is... Cantina. Oh, well, no, it's like a whole city... There's like a cantina there. Yeah, Mos Eisley is a city on the planet Tatooine. Yeah, so the plot is is like a classic plot. Farm boy goes off on an adventure. Hero's journey. To rescue a princess from an evil lord. So that's the basis of the story, which is in many, many, many stories. Franchises. Yeah. And... When did this movie come out? 1977. Okay. And who directed the movie? George Lucas. So do you want to tell people about George Lucas? Uh, did we mention George Lucas in another movie? Uh, yeah, we must have episode one. Yeah, yeah. But so if you want to tell people again what you know about George Lucas. Uh, he's a very famous director. He's friends with Steven Spielberg. He did a few other movies like American Graffiti, Howard the Duck... Indiana Jones, uh, all well, most of Star Wars movies, and yeah, didn't he want to do like Flash Gordon? He did. He wanted to get the rights to Flash Gordon, but I don't think he got them. This was in the seventies yeah. before he made A New Hope, um, and then because he couldn't get the rights to Flash Gordon, I, I think I'm right in saying that, he decided to write his own story. Yeah. Um, which was called a, a space opera because yeah. it was set in space and it was a huge, big, epic tale. So what was it originally called? Star Wars. Just Star Wars. Was it not The Wills? Oh Journey yeah, of... Journey of the Wills. Yeah. With Mace Windy, who right. later became Mace Windu right. in the prequels. 
played by Samuel Jackson. Uh, we spoke about Samuel Jackson before we were in Jurassic Park. We have. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. And the wheels actually were in Rogue One. Or, you know, the guy with the uh, cheer it, you know, with the staff in Rogue okay. One. Yeah, he said he is the protector of the wills, which is in George Lucas's original. What script. are the wills? I don't know. It's like force stuff, metachlorian stuff. I don't know. Okay. Very confusing force stuff. I'm wondering, did he like always have a plan to do, uh, four, five, six, then one, two, three? Yeah, well, I think in his original story, it spanned over six. Yeah. I think he may have always wanted at the back of his mind to do nine. He started with Star Wars A New Hope, which was actually episode... Four. Four. It was a very tough experience for him making this movie. Yeah. It was hard hard. to get it made. No one wanted to make it. Space movies weren't uh, popular in 1977. There had been space movies. Loads of space movies. But... he was a big fan of the serials as they were known in cinema back in the 50s. They were made before that. Flash Gordon, Book Rogers, where you'd have to go uh, each week and watch a 20 minute story and then you had to wait a week to find out. So he had this idea for a swashbuckling space adventure. And you can tell some of the things, even with Empire as well, it's kind of cheap. Like, you in the canteen, you can see someone with a space uniform, and you can see they, like, covered up, like, the NASA or, like, the American... Or like an astronaut. Uniform. Yeah, like an astronaut uniform. And some of the parts in the cantina, like, uh, were repurposed for the bounty under IG-88's head in Empire Strikes Back. They're the same. <laughs> They're the same pieces okay. from the cantina. And this movie was, a lot of things have been improved on, kind of, and special editions and stuff, some bad, some good. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the inspirations for this movie was Akira Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress and, like, Darth Vader's kind of samurai helm and stuff. And an Easter egg in this movie uh, you know the officer that gets force choked by Darth Vader? Yes. He uh, almost says, Hidden Fortress. He says, We're no closer to finding the rebels' hidden fortress. And then he gets stopped. <laughs> so it's a little Easter egg. So what's there. a force choke for anyone who doesn't know what a force so, choke is? So, you know, like choking someone, which Darth Vader actually physically does to someone at the start. Okay. You know, you know, know the part. So basically, it's like choking, but you're from a distance and. Uh, it's like using your hands to kind of choke them. Okay. So the force would be like moving things around yeah, the room. Yeah, moving things. Lifting grabbing things. things. Um, but you can also kill people. Yeah. <laughs> By force choking them. And force lightning. Force lightning. I don't think there's any force lightning in this. No. Uh, but for the original script of the movie, Luke Skywalker was actually called Luke Starkiller. And, okay. But then George Lucas changed it because Skywalker sounded more family friendly than Star Killer. Yes. But Star Killer later became 
uh, Starkiller base, of course, in Force Awakens, but even earlier than that, it was the name of the character in the video game, The Force Unleashed, the character Starkiller, who's no longer canon, because he's too powerful. So when Disney bought Star Wars, a lot of stuff, like after episode six, I think loads of comics were made, but what happened after episode six, I don't think a lot of them are still canon anymore. Okay. After Disney took over. You mentioned Luke Skywalker. What are the other well-known characters that people will know from this movie? Han Solo, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, Grand Moff Tarkin, C-3PO, R2-D2, Stormtroopers, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Ponda Baba, Greedo. Uh... You're going deep in the weeds there with the last two. <laughs> Uncle Owen, Aunt Beru, Jawas. Nelly. <laughs> God. Yeah, so Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Princess Leia, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan would be the main ones. Um, we have a new addition in this household on those names, don't we? Yes. Leia. That's Leia it. the dog. Yeah. Named after Princess Leia. It would be your favourite out of all those characters, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Leia. Luke. I like Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you like Luke? I don't really like him in A New Hope, but I like him in Return of the Jedi a lot. Yeah, he's he's good in Return of the Jedi. He's nice. But in New Hope, he's kind of whiny. Same with Last Jedi. Why is he whiny? Because, well, in A New Hope, he wants to, like... He doesn't want to be on the farm. He wants to leave and uh, be a starfighter pilot. Well, actually, we have a clip here, which might be a good time to put a clip. Seeing that, so you're yeah. talking about Luke and wanting to get away from the farm. So let's play that clip. And after the clip, maybe you can tell everyone about the clip. All right. I think those new toys are going to work out fine. In fact, I'm uh, also thinking about our agreement about me staying on another season. And if these new droids do work out, I want to transmit my application to the Academy this year. You mean the next semester before the harvest? Sure, there's more than enough droids. Harvest is when I need you the most. Only one season more. This year we'll make enough on the harvest that I'll be able to hire some more hands and then you can go to the Academy next year. You must understand I need you, Luke. But it's a whole nother year. Look, it's only one more season. Yeah, she said when the big tank left. Where are you going? Looks like I'm going nowhere. Oh, and he can't stay here forever. Most of his friends have gone. It means so much to him. I'll make it up to him next year. I promise. <laughs> Luke's just not a farmer, only. He has too much of his father in him. That's what I'm afraid of. So that was the scene where Luke is talking to Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen, uh, who he lives with, that... Um, he was cleaning out the droids and he found a recording about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then he starts talking about that he wants to go off to the Starfighter Academy. He doesn't want to stay for the inner harvest. And uh, Uncle Owen's saying, uh, you have to wait like another year before you go. So, and then they start talking about his father, which is big plot point. It's... Not send this movie, but it is an Empire Strikes Back. Spoiler alert. 
Darth Vader, the the villain of this movie, not really the two others, it's more Emperor, but Darth Vader is actually Luke's father. In He's revealed to be Luke's father. Yeah, it was a big shock at the time. Once. But we'll talk more about that when we do Empire Strikes Back. And there's a lot of strain. This movie's actually probably the most violent out of all the Star Wars movies. Really? Because Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru get killed by stormtroopers and burnt alive. And this is one of the only times you see blood in a Star Wars movie. When Ponda Baba gets his hand chopped off by Obi-Wan. Okay. Like, you see blood when uh, Wampa gets his arm caught off. Like, it, not really. It wouldn't be that violent. It's probably violent in the sense of a Star Wars movie. Yeah, we're 70s, like, violent. Well, there would have been like, violent movies. Yeah. Like, absolutely, but they would, children weren't watching Yeah. Watching them. Yeah, but, like, you don't see much blood in Star Wars. Usually, lightsaber, like, cuts the hand off and there's, like, no blood. They are movies for children. They were made with children in mind, but because they're so successful and so loved that there are many, many adults who love these movies. Yeah. Um, but George Lucas has said he's made these movies, especially for children. And that's yeah. why there's no bad language, there's no violence. Yeah. But the story is so universal and that this movie is like yeah. loved all over the world. Do you remember when you first seen this movie? Ages ago. like The first Star Wars movie I watched was Return of the Jedi. Was it? Yeah, but I watched A New Hope, I don't know. When I was young, definitely. But in this movie, there's a few plot points that might come back in another movie. Like, on the Millennium Falcon, there's gold dice on it. And they're gone for the two other movies, but then they come back in Last Jedi and Solo. Also, Obi-Wan has a patch on his shoulder, which some people believe might be from Burn on Mustafar, which is probably not true. I doubt George Lucas predicted that. And also, uh, the Spice Mines in Kessel, that's something C-3PO says before he gets into the pod, the escape pod. He said we're going to be taken to Spice Mines in Kessel, which then in Solo, the Spice Mines in Kessel get seen. You know that part? Yeah. Yeah. Castle Run. The Castle Run. Famous Castle Run. And um, there's a few other things like uh, special editions. Uh, so basically, when like like they had done the three original movies, I don't think they had done uh, Phantom Menace yet. Had they? No. They redid the original movies. There's been a few, like 1997, 2004, 2011. They redid them with new scenes, additions. They took away certain things. There was a lot of stuff taken away in A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. Some of the stuff was, uh, you know the part where uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi scares away the Tusken Raiders? But uh, he makes the roar sound of a crate dragon. It's the skeleton C-3PO and R2-D2 walk past. Which, fun fact, that's actually a dinosaur's head. Like, the actual, um, like, fossil of its head that they used okay. on set. But 
uh, in the original movie, he made like a roar sound, but then in the special edition, it was more of a ghost whistle. Then they read it again and added both the sounds together. Why go to all that effort to change I have no movie? clue. It's like that time R2-D2 hid behind a rock to hide from the stormtrooper, from the sand people, but then George Lucas added in an extra rock. It's so big, like, it closes up the gap where R2-D2 got in so much. It doesn't even look like he could have got in because, like, the rock's so big in the way. Mm. And he took away and added a lot of stuff in the cantina. Like, there was a wolf man, kind of cheesy there. He got taken away. Like, it was one of the first shots you saw in the cantina. He got replaced by, I don't know, an elephant or something. But this was just George Lucas. He probably wasn't happy when he first made this yeah, movie. Yeah, he probably wanted to add more stuff. Like, this movie was so successful and so popular that... Yeah. I don't know if there was any point in making changes yeah. later But there on. was some good changes as well. Was like, there? Jabba the Hutt. I think that was a good change. Originally, Jabba was, like, a man or something. They didn't add that in. That's, like, a delete scene. There's a nerd delete scene, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, then they... Added Jabba into the scene after Han kills Greedo, and then they redid him again, and he looks really good. Also, this is very famous. Stormtrooper bangs his head off a door in A New Hope, and George Lucas redid it, and he made like a clunk sound effect when he hit his head. Also, he added dobacks when the stormtroopers are looking well, for secret. For people who don't know what a do back it. It's this yeah. giant lizard, it's in the Mandalorian that stormtroopers ride on Tatooine. It's called a dewback because it licks the morning dew off its back. Off its own back? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he added them for some reason. But I don't know why stormtroopers would want them because they have speeders and they're much faster than dewbacks. Dewbacks are really slow. Than a back licking. Yeah. <laughs> And the Banthas in the movie, yeah. uh, they're actually elephants with, like, fur over them and stuff. Okay. You know, what the Tusken Raiders ride. And also, there's a, the lead scene in the movie. Uh, Luke actually... Luke was introduced looking at... Uh, at the start, uh, when the Star Destroyer attacks uh, the Tantive Four, that's Princess Leia's ship. You can see Luke looking through, like... I don't know, like a magnifying glass or something, binoculars, and he sees it, and then he goes down to meet his friends, his friend Biggs, and he talks to him, and then Biggs says that he's leaving, and then Luke reunites with Biggs at the end, but then Biggs dies. But uh, that scene was deleted. Luke seeing him at the start. So you mentioned the characters. So who who are the actors who played the parts of the main? characters in the movie. Yeah, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford as Han Solo, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, James Earl Jones voiced Darth Vader, but it was actually David Prowse who was inside the suit, uh, Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin. And Peter Cushing's like I don't know, boots for the Grand Moff Tarkin uniform were so tight, they didn't fit him. So he had to wear slippers. But most of his scenes, you couldn't see his feet. 
So it worked fine. Well, that would have changed the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Assumed him was yeah. going around in fluffy slippers. And if you've seen Rogue One, you know uh, Orson Krennic is like the main villain of the movie. Well, in the round table scene with all the officers, there's one chair that's empty there, which some people think was Orson Krennic's because he died at the end of Rogue One and there was an empty seat there. Yeah, it's cool, fun fact. It is. And Grand Moff Tarkin dies at the end of this. And Peter Cushing actually died, So, but they needed Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One, so they CGI'd. Like, they had someone, and they CGI'd over his face. No, they did a good job. It looks really good. Same with Princess Leia, young Princess Leia. The music is also very well known in this movie. Who composed the music? John Williams, who we've spoken about before in Phantom Menace. And Jurassic Park, he did all the Star Wars movies, and he's a very famous composer, composed loads of different soundtracks. I think anyone who would hear the music from this movie would know straight away the movie. Yeah. It's really, really famous. And the famous scene where Luke uh, looks at the two sons of Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah, that's well known. Uh, will we talk about toys now? We'll get to the toys, yeah. So there were one or two toys from this movie, I think. One or two. (laughs) The toys were done by Kenner, who you may remember we said did the Jurassic Park toys. So who are Kenner? They're a toy making company. They did Empire, Strikes Back, and Our Return of Jedi as well. I think Hasbro has done the more recent toys. But originally Kenner couldn't get the toys out in time. Uh, for the release of A New Hope. So they sent out the early bird certificate, which it's this box. It's a box, and you mail away, like, this sheet, and you say your name and address and stuff. And then, like, a few months later, you get uh, four action figures. Early, It's the early bird special. And if you want one mint condition now, it would be 8000 Dollars, or for a piece euro. of cardboard. Yeah, with nothing in it. You could get a Honda Civic for the same price. Oh really? Yeah, it's nuts. And <laughs> there's a few, there's a few other, like, toys for this movie, like, uh, a Darth Vader figure mint in condition is like ten thousand, uh, dollars. It's nuts. But who has, a figure? In mint condition, like still in a box. I know, no one. No one would have it. I think the Jawas were redone. Like, I think they were redone with like a foam tape. Pretty sure. So the toys were a huge hit from this movie. Yeah. I'd say the toys probably made more money than the movie itself. Yeah. But the toys didn't even move that much. But they did have a lightsaber feature. So the lightsaber would be like inside their arm and you'd pull it out pretty cool feature and uh there's a few mistakes in this movie uh like when uncle owen first goes out looking for luke you can see like luke standing up in a corner like mark, <laughs> ha- mark howell standing up in the corner and when obi-wan and darth vader face off lightsaber jewel you can see the power cord going down alec guinness's sleeve and yeah, but they're very yeah. subtle. You'd have to really yeah. be 
pausing it every <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah, but you can actually see. It. I've seen it as well. It. I don't think these things matter. The movie is. But so there's good some history. good stuff as well. Like, uh, Mark Hamill says, when they're in the stormtrooper disguise, I can't see a thing with this helmet, and actually, Mark Hamill couldn't see anything out of the helmet, <laughs> and. The Wilhelm scream is in this. It's in all the Star Wars movies. So what is the Wilhelm scream? It's in a movie with some character called Wilhelm. And he screams like that. And it's in this movie. Do when a stormtrooper gets shot. Do an impression of the Wilhelm scream? No. No. Ah! Is and, that uh, Kinda. <laughs> that woke uh, anybody up who was starting to drift off. Yeah. Would you consider this movie influence? Sorry, you jumped that time yourself. Yeah. Um, sorry about that, Matthew. Yeah. Would you consider this movie influential? Yes. Influenced every Star Wars movie ever. But not Loads only Star movies. Wars movies. Like science boys. fiction. It changed science fiction. It changed movie making. I know it did. There was so it's many amazing different movies. Like I think one of the first that I can remember is a movie called The Black Hole. Made by oh. Disney. Oh, that's a so space cheesy, movie. that movie. I thought you were going to say something else there. Um, it's so crap. No. Oh. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Hole was actually made by Disney. And Disney. years later, Disney, Disney bought Lucasfilm. And George Lucas has so much money now. So much money. Well, he has a lot after this. Yeah. And there's Star Tours. There's... Star Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge, in Disneyland now, and you can build your own lightsaber there. A lot of money though, like two hundred euro or something. It's nuts. Or I dollars. mean, there's Star Wars everything. There's Star Wars lunchbox, Star Wars. Star Coke, Wars Goofy. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars Mickey Mouse. Star Wars pillowcases. Star Wars. Is there anything that doesn't have Star Wars on? Anything? I think there's a Star Wars car. Like a car that has loads of, like it's blue and it says like Star Wars and stuff. And, uh, like, I think one of the, the biggest Lego set ever made for eight hundred euro, was, uh, the Millennium Falcon UCS Millennium Falcon, eight hundred euro. It's a lot of Lego. It's huge. It's amazing. I don't have it. I I don't plan on getting it. But uh I think one of the biggest things ever made out of Lego was an X Wing. Like it's it's huge. It's like the size of this room. No way. It's made out of Lego. Yeah. Cause if you go to like toy stores and stuff, there's like figures made out of Lego. Like stormtroopers and stuff. That's right. But the pieces are Life glued size. together, yeah. So no kids can take the pieces. What's your favourite scene from the movie? I like the part where Luke goes over, he walks out of the house and he stands over looking at the two sons and then that was one of my favourite parts of Rise of Skywalker is when Rey and BB-8 are on Tatooine and they stand there and look out at the two sons and that's how Skywalker's saga ends with it, where it started. Spoiler alert. Which I think is... Spoiler alert for every movie we do. <laughs> Maybe well, we should call the podcast. We haven't Spoiler actually alert. talked about, well, Easter eggs really. There is one. I talked about the Hidden Fortress Easter egg, but I didn't mention 
one Easter egg. So, Princess Leia is held in cell block 1138, which is a reference to George Lucas's movie THX 1138. Yeah. Okay. Cool little Easter egg. It is? Yeah. Nice reference. There probably is some Easter egg for American Graffiti somewhere. Like, I think when the sand people take Luke, there's, like, marks on a wall. I think it was where, like, the actors were meant to stand and stuff. Like, you can still see them there. But, uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. Do you think it stands the test of time? No. It doesn't? Some parts, yeah, yeah. But other, some parts, no. Like, when Luke is with the training remote... That his lightsaber looks really off there. It's like green or something. Okay, that's a, some of the special effects don't look. Yeah, the special as good effects. As the special effects from today, but I think the story, the yeah. acting, you know, you can watch yeah, this movie. Yeah, you can watch it loads of times. Yeah. Still be impressed. It's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but it's a good one. It's a really good one. Uh, it would be pretty high up on my list, like. Don't know how many Star Wars movies is there? Yeah, how many? Well, there's n- eleven, including Solo and Rogue One. Ah, uh, twelve kind of Clone Wars. Clone Wars that was like an hour long though. Yeah, I don't know. Have you anything else there, Matthew? You'd like to mention yeah. about this movie? If I was to give it a score out of ten, I would give it seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Surprised! I thought that would have been another ten out of ten. It has a few mistakes, a few things are a little weird in it, but it's a great movie. There's so much parodies of it. You have like Blue Harvest, Phineas and Ferb special. It's but it's a great movie. I love it. Um, But I do like some other Star Wars movies better. I like Ferris Bueller better, and. if you want a little tease for the next one, why'd it have to be snakes? I hate snakes. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's Matthew's tease for our next podcast, which will be coming soon. So Sometime next week. If anybody wants to get in touch, they can send us um, a tweet or a message on Twitter at philco1. That's one way of getting in touch with us. We have heard people have sent in emails and things like that but we haven't got them um or maybe re- um, rated the podcast but unfortunately we haven't got them it's probably to do with the platform we're on so again thank you to everyone who who has listened to the previous episodes um, um, and if you want it, just a reminder of where to find our podcast you can get on anchor stitcher itunes apple breaker and if you listen to it on anchor you'll hear the music at the end so you should probably listen to it on anchor and thank you again to everyone who's listened to the last few and bye guys that's great bye bye